Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I'm pretty excited for this conversation and this topic. We have Jeannie Clune with me on. Jeannie Clune is a certified nutrition counselor consultant an HTMA consultant and the founder and creator of the of nutrition genie and the calm and balanced mama method she yeah okay (laughs) she specializes in nutrition and women's or female physiology and mineral mapping to help tired burned out mamas overcome their stress induced metabolic issues like low energy mood swings and adrenal fatigue so that they can get back to feeling like themselves and be present with the lives they have built for themselves i love this so much and you guys we have had genie on do you remember i think it was like episode 43 yep i found it so episode <laughs> 43 when we just first started this podcast um, talking about adrenal fatigue. So if you guys like this episode and you want more of it, go back and check out episode 43. Um, But welcome, Jeannie, to the call. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me back. It was so fun last time. And I love how we've both just sort of like grown and evolved and we get to touch base again with all this new information. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that like over time, like you said, our message evolves and we can get more clear on what we're doing and how we're helping people. And we both, I think since that period of time have implemented the HTMA testing. And so I think it's going to be a really fun conversation to, I mean, we both work with different women, but there's some overlap, right? Sure. So let's talk first about what is an HTMA. Do you want to start with that? Yeah. So the the HTMA, it stands for hair trace mineral analysis, right? And so it is a functional lab that we utilize a sample of the hair. So, I mean, you know, the common thing I get when I say this is like, how is this even accurate? This is how people do like drug tests, right? Like think about the accuracy of that, right? So we use a sample of the hair to look at, the mineral levels and the heavy metals in the body over a three month average. 
right? So we get to see not just what's happening at that moment in time, which I think, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it, is like a big pitfall of a lot of other testing, right? But we get to see the trends. <laughs> we get to see the patterns. We get to see how your body is responding and what direction it's going based on the information that we see in that test. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's stick there for just a second and compare that with blood labs. Like why, I mean, do you, what's the difference between an HTMA and a blood lab, which you kind of started to explain, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this is such a big question and I bet that you and I could do an entire episode talking about this. Right. But it's like, when we, when we look at this, I feel like blood labs are the standard of care, right? A woman goes to the doctor and they're like, I'm fatigued. I have mood swings. I'm irritable. I'm overwhelmed. PMS, thyroid issues, right? Weight gain. And they're like, let's do some blood work. And inevitably you and I both know, and everybody here listening probably knows what the results of those blood work is, right? It's they're normal. right? And so I think that the big frustration there for like me and somebody like you, I imagine, and the women getting the testing is the limitations of those tests, right? And so when I look at the blood work, I sort of see two major limitations. One is that blood is homeostatic, right? And so for those people not listening, that just basically means your blood wants to stay in a very tight, narrow range, and it will do so at all expenses. So it's going to pull from your cells and your tissues, and it's going to take from other parts of your body to stay in that range, to stay in that tight balance, right? So that's sort of inherently is flawed because it's designed to stay in balance. So we're expecting normal, right? The other issue is it's a point in time snapshot. And so we are seeing at that moment, they stuck that needle in your arm and they drew that blood. What is going on? And like, when it comes to thyroid, when it comes to adrenals, when it comes to the metabolism, these bodies are stressed, Mm -hmm. right? And so most of the blood work, people are told to done to do it fasted. Fasting is a stressor. So yeah. now I'm going in a stressed out state to get this point in time snapshot that's probably going to show things that aren't necessarily accurate if I wasn't artificially inflating it or if I got to see the trends, right? So it's it's such a small, small piece of the puzzle. And I feel like doctors hang their hat on that as you're normal. And then you get labeled as like the hypochondriac or the, you know, this is just what it's like. So it's or very a mom or you're just stressed or you're just a nurse or you're just a teacher and this is totally normal. And it's like, right. I believe I know what's normal for me. And if I'm not feeling like things are normal, <laughs> then you need to take my word for it and not just dismiss me. And you know, I think there's a lot of like, not tricky things, but there's ways that you can kind of pressure your doctor into doing labs. But still at the end of the day, if your doctor doesn't think you need medication, he's not going to give you medication. And they only learn medicine. And this is what I've heard and try to explain to people over and over again. I'm like, they only know how to wait until you're in a state of disease and give you a prescription. They don't know how to get your body from point A to point B. And this is something that we talk about in like my master class is our, how, do, how am I, 
I like have it so like beautifully written on like <laughs> the the thing that I'm like I don't know if I can find it um but really like you don't have a thyroid medication deficiency you don't have a birth control deficiency no you have some kind of other deficiency that is happening inside of your body and no doctor out there will even tell you that that medication is going to heal your body on that cellular level it's going to cover up the symptoms and it's going to make you feel better but it's not going to heal the body well and to that point those medications that make you feel better if you actually look what's what they're doing in your body they're actually just depleting you more so yeah. when women get on this cycle to your point about the birth control and all these things I call it the cycle of more, right? The mm. woman who's put on this low dose antidepressant and it works for six months and then she's got to up the dose and then she's got to up the dose or then she's got to switch. It's not that the medication isn't necessarily working to mask the symptoms or whatever. It's that it is actually causing further imbalance in your body because that's not the problem. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I can speak into that. Like I have a whole episode on the podcast about birth control and how it doesn't fix your hormones. Long story short, at 17, I was having crazy hormonal acne and went to the doctor. They're like, let's put you on birth control. And I was like, I I remember I was like, I'm not taking birth control. I wasn't sexually active. In my mind at 17, I was like, I don't need birth control because I'm not having sex. Like, I'm not trying to prevent pregnancy. And they were like, okay, well, we'll send you to a dermatologist. And I actually made a very funny comment. She like made my mom leave the room and you know, whatever. And she's like, are you sure? And I was like, listen, unless I'm the next Virgin Mary, there is zero possibility of me being pregnant, right. <laughs> you know? And she was like, oh, okay. Anyways. So then they sent me to a dermatologist, a dermatologist kind of said, well, let's put you on birth control. I said, no. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, we did all of the topical creams and lotions and potions and everything. And they were like, okay, well, now we have to put you on Accutane. Well, when yeah. you get put on Accutane, you have to take birth control. And if I would have known what those two medications would deplete and do to my body moving forward, essentially what had happened is I remember after that, so my skin cleared up, I had beautiful skin and I look at back at pictures. I'm like, dang, my skin looks so good being on Accutane. Like I've always heard of like people getting dry lips or whatever. No, my skin was like flawless, you know, filter perfect kind of skin. And but after that is when I started struggling with fatigue. I remember being in church. I remember, you know, going out with friends and just being like, I am so tired. It is eight o'clock. I'm ready for bed. I'm ready for a nap, you know? And at the time I dismissed it because I was waking up at like five o'clock in the morning to go to work. But at the same time, I was going to bed at eight o'clock at night. Like there should have been no That's reason yeah. yeah, that I was tired and felt like I needed a nap. So anyways, it's silly. It's silly. It's, yeah. There's definitely not true informed consent when it comes to that, you know, and, and like getting back, I think to your original question about like these pros and cons. And you said like, doctors don't have a path from point A to point B until you're in that disease state, you know, 
you can even add that on as another pitfall to something in blood work because the range of normal, like it's a range, right? Mm -hmm. And so what's normal for you isn't normal for me, but if we're both in that, I mean, that, that range is like a trench, right? Like yeah, yeah, within it. So we're both going to be treated the exact same way. And it's, it's just unacceptable in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you've heard this too. When we, when I do HTMAs on clients, one of the things I get when they're getting the results or, you know, we're going over what we're finding, they're like, why is my doctor not doing this? <laughs> right. Right. It's so simple, right. And non-invasive. Non-invasive, affordable. I right. feel like out of a lot of the testing out there, like it's very Mm-hmm. I can't hear you. <laughs> can you hear me now? I can hear you. Now. Okay. I hit the like little like mute button no. on my thing um, <laughs> on accident. Um, I feel like it's very affordable. It's non-invasive, but I've told everybody, I'm like, it takes time and it takes skill to learn and read and interpret versus... Oh, yeah looking at blood work and having someone on there already tell you high, low, normal, like they look at it and they're like, okay, yeah, you know, your TSH is high, your cortisol is high. Okay. Here's the medication. Like mm-hmm. there's more to that when it comes to the HTMA for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of transition. What can the HTMA show you? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, for me, I feel like it can show you basically everything, right? Yep. I mean, like I said, it shows you all those minerals. It shows you the heavy, heavy metals. But then what's really valuable about the HTMA is that then you can see, because nothing in our body works in isolation, not just minerals, right? But nothing. So the HTMA actually shows us like key mineral ratios and how they affect different functions in our body. So then we can see how's the metabolism doing? How's it actually responding to stress? Can we get nutrients and hormones into our cells, right? How are the cells responding to the thyroid hormone? Because as I'm sure you've probably talked about a bajillion times, like your thyroid could be doing what it wants and what it needs to do, but it can't get into the cell, right? What are our adrenals doing? Are they in fight or flight or are they depleted, right? So we get all this information that's not just telling us the problem, right? It's not just saying like, oh, you have high cortisol, let's throw an adaptogen at it, right? Like something like a Dutch (laughs) test or something will, which I could go off on a whole thing about that, right? But it's telling you like the why and what's actually happening. So I'll give you an example. I had this client, um, nurse practitioner. So in the medical field, this woman knows her stuff, you know, and she had the unfortunate experience of having six pregnancy losses in 22 months. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's devastating. Right. So it makes your heart hurt just to like, think about it. Right. So she obviously in her profession, even not in her profession, anybody has to know that that's not normal, right? She does all the blood work. She does the Dutch test. Everything came back within range. Like even her cortisol on the Dutch test. She's like, everything's normal. Like, I don't know why this is happening. We run the HTMA. Shannon, her lead levels were literally off the chart. The highest lead I've ever seen the highest lead my HTMA mentors have ever seen. Her copper was off the chart. Her zirconium was off the chart. Like there's no way that a body with that amount of metals in it is going to want to sustain a pregnancy, you know? Yeah. But she just got from all those other labs, 
you're normal. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> right. And it's, it's like, we could even take that a step further is like, okay, well, we see all these metals, but then we also see because of that, her adrenals were in this massive acute state of fight or flight. Oh yeah. The adrenals that are trying to keep you safe are not going to do, they're not going to sustain a pregnancy, you know? And so long story short, we, we identified this via the HTMA that none of the other testing had. We actually identified the source. She had well water that was acidic, that was corroding her pipes and leaching oh. metals into her drinking water. She's remediated the issue. She's got a plumber out. She's got new pipes. Those levels are starting to come down on the test. And we're now actually able to see what's going on in her body. And she's actually quite depleted. Like her adrenals are like. I was going to say probably nutritionally too. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot going on. If a lot. Yeah. Because yeah, she's got no calcium, right? Because all the lead antagonized that. Mm. It's, but, but everything else, you know, and she was pounding the pavement because she knew, said like, nope, you just, you're just the unfortunate one that has six losses in 22 months. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. (laughs) You know, here, here, here's fertility treatment. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, my heart literally like my kids are the best thing that have ever happened to me and when I hear pregnancy losses especially that many that's Mm. devastating and heartbreaking and unfortunately I get emotional thinking about this because I have daughters and I see I think I don't even know what the statistics are right now it's like two out of three women now is struggling with fertility or something, something crazy like that. Like, and so me having daughters, I'm like, I don't want them to know that, Mm -hmm. you know, like no woman should have to know that. Ugh. so it's hard. It's really hard. Right. But it's, I think that the the work that you and I are doing and the work that other women are doing in this area and the women who are stepping up and saying like, this isn't okay. This isn't okay for me. This isn't okay for, like you said, when it's okay for us, we're also sort of subconsciously showing our children that that's what the norm is. Right. And so everybody collectively saying this is not okay is what's going to change that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my HTMA in front of me. I don't know. (laughs) This was from, when did I do this? I did it um, 9-13 of last year. So I just speaking about like women's hormones and thyroid and all the things um, and pregnancy loss. So this is me postpartum. And one of the tendencies that I had on here, which was a low tendency, was amenorrhea, which I thought, like, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, that's so weird. Like, but as I reflected on it, like, I was still nursing and I'm Mm -hmm. postpartum. So I wasn't, like, I didn't have a consistent cycle on there. But so amenorrhea for people who are like, what the heck is that? Is basically you don't, you're missing periods. You're skipping periods. There's a long period of time um, between them. And then looking at the that and how other minerals are playing with each other, like my copper is off, you know, which is leading to depression and hypothyroidism and, and, and all of these other things. And copper is one of those minerals that is being depleted when you are pregnant 
mm-hmm. with baby. So I guess all of that to say is to your point of the body as an ecosystem. Everything is connected. There's so many overlaps that going to an endocrinologist or a gastroenterologist, like in all these specials, well, that's great. There's going to be pieces that are missing. Mm -hmm. So let's dive into what are minerals. So we, I think we've established just to kind of recap, (laughs) HDMA show us everything, (laughs) you know, inside the body and what could be going on, everything from your metabolism to different trends of like what symptoms or it's not, I don't use it as a diagnostic tool, um, but more of like information of like, this is what's going on, or this is where you're headed if you continue going down this road, you know? Um, And I think to that point, you know, in in your summary, like I always say the HTMA is the why. Even some of these other things like a Dutch test, it's still just telling you the what. mm -hmm. So now you've tested and you still have to guess as to why that hormone or whatever is what it is. So the HTMA just tells you like, this is why this it's, these metals, it's these ratios, it's these, these, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I seriously, I'm obsessed with this test. People are like, (laughs) I've had people, they're like, well, can we do a Dutch test? Can we do this? And I'm like, well, we can, but you're going to be spending a lot of money, unnecessary money. Yes. Yes. So let's figure out like what to do, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what to do. So, um, what let's, for someone who's like brand new and has no idea the importance of minerals, because I think we might've heard, you know, oh, take a good multivitamin or whatever. We don't understand. And I'll be honest, I did not understand the importance of minerals for a long time either, even as a practitioner. So what are minerals and why are they important? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the easiest way to answer both the what and the why is Minerals are essentially like the spark plugs in your body. So your car is not going to run without a spark plug. You can have the engine, you can have the brakes, you can have everything, right? But you need the spark plugs. And so that's what minerals are in our body. We need them for, to kick off all the processes, right? So, you know, I don't know. I'm just thinking of things you hear, like eat more protein. It's good for your hormones, right? Like you actually need the minerals to create the stomach acid to break down the protein, right? And so it's sort of that lowest level in your body that, kickstarts or catabolizes everything else that you need to function, right? It's what we use to break down and digest food. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, I could just geek out. Like I want to, I want to go all these places and I'm like, the (laughs) listeners are not going to (laughs) understand the nerdiness of, of this information. And I, oh, it's not behind me. Um, I have a whiteboard and I did a Facebook live the other day and I was essentially trying to show people using a diagram of how thyroid and low stomach acid are connected based off minerals mm-hmm. and because how your adrenals are connected because of minerals. And then if you have these two problems and you have this problem, then you also have this problem, you know, right. and I'm like, and then you also need these cofactors of B vitamins and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, and maybe you experience this too. Some people they're like, just give me a pill. Just give me, if I could take 
one supplement, what would it be? And I'm like, it's not that easy. It's not. <laughs> well, it's I- not. And it's, it's truly different for everybody. And that's what I tell my clients. It's like, all of you are here because you have the same symptoms yep. more or less, right? Yep. It's all for a different reason, right? Like 100%. The, the woman who's in double burnout feels that way for a lot different reason than the woman who's full of metals, right? And so you, sure, like we need nutrient dense foods. Really, everybody should probably have an adrenal cocktail every day, right? Like these yeah. are things <laughs> that you just do to support, like we're not going to get enough magnesium from food. Like these are just basics, but beyond that, you have to see what's going on in your body because it's going to be so different. Like I I talked to these women who are like, oh yeah, I went plant-based for my hormones. I went vegan or vegetarian. I see the face you're making, right? Cause like, we know what that looks like on the HTMA and it's not good, but the way that you address that is not just throw more protein in the diet. Because again, like you need certain minerals to create the stomach acid to break down that protein, right? And so it's different for everybody. I would totally agree with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we all burn minerals at different rates Mm -hmm. as well, you Mm -hmm. know, based off our metabolism, based off environmental things, based off stress, like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Based off even things like pregnancy and nursing, right? Like- I, my nutritional needs have changed Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm having a hard time keeping up, you know, nursing and. (laughs) Well, it's hard. And and to that point, like what's going on with your metabolism also impacts that, right? Somebody whose metabolism is a lot faster is actually burning through their nutrients more quickly than somebody whose metabolism is slow, but that person with the slow metabolism metabolism needs more nutrients. (laughs) to be able to break down their nutrients. Right. So it's, it, it always, it always changes. And I think that's one of the nice things too, about HTMA is it is so easy to retest and see where the trends are going and how it's going. Right. You need a teaspoon of hair. That's it. And you have your husband do it at home and you cross your fingers that he doesn't give you a bald spot. Right. (laughs) Been there. My husband did that to me. No, (laughs) no. So my husband, I had him like helping and he took a few pieces from around my head. Why? And I, (laughs) you know, he was like, well, I don't want to like, um, you know, give you a bald spot essentially. So I was like, okay, whatever. And I remember he took one from like the top of my head and I was like, I'm going to have the alpha alpha hair, but it ended up like, I haven't seen it. It hasn't come through. So apparently it wasn't as much as it felt like, but (laughs) mine literally took a big chunk from the crown of my head where we naturally have like a part took it from there while I was recording the video on how to take a hair sample for the common balance mama (laughs) method. And I'm like, stay calm. Nobody needs to know you're bald now. (laughs) Just stay calm. Uh, But but truly like you lift up your hair and you get it from, it's so simple. Yeah. From like the nape of your neck. Yeah. 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 Gotta have a good story though. I know. I think, yes, we all need to have those, especially I think us as practitioners, like people think, oh, you're like perfect or, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, we're, we're dealing with the same stuff too. Um, my head. 
<laughs> yep. So let's kind of go to my last question for you. So what can you tell me about the stage of stress and how it affects your hormones? And this, you said something really interesting and I've never heard of it referred to this as double burnout. So I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that. Cause I feel like that's where I'm at. <laughs> Yeah. So the, the double burnout is basically just when your body is completely depleted, but it's also trying to switch that metabolic type mm. and like slow down. And so it's just like, I mean, I tell my clients with double burnout that this is going to take, this is a journey, right? Like this is a, a marathon, not a sprint. And it can easily take like six months to come out of that, if not more, but because your body is working with so little, every little change you make, actually has a really profound impact. Right. Um, but so that's sort of the double burnout, right. Is when you're, when you're, um, transitioning, when you're really low and when you have a really low, like sodium to potassium ratio so that nothing can get inside of your cell. Right. Cause we can do all the right things. And again, if you can't, can't get inside of the cell, then what does it matter? I'm looking right? at mine. <laughs> See you flipping. <laughs> Right, so um, in a to K ratio. Yeah, yeah. So mine, as what what is that like? September, September is nine, right? Um, so as of September, mine was three point six seven. Okay, so you're not inverted yet. Not completely. So it would be that <laughs> double burnout is like the four lows pattern with the inversion. Okay. Right? So okay. for those of you listening, four lows is like, we've got four minerals, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, that we need in more amounts than every other mineral because they regulate our metabolism, our thyroid, our adrenals, and our blood sugar. And so when those are all below optimal values, and then you also can't get nutrients into the cell. That's, that's a bad place to be, right? Like that's a yeah. really exhausted stage of stress. And when you're in exhausted stage of stress, it goes without saying that your body is not prioritizing a lot of hormone creation, right? It's prioritizing survival. Yeah. Yep. And survival hormones are not sex hormones. They're not thyroid hormones. It is cortisol and insulin. Yep. And you will crave more sugar, more sweets, more salt. I actually um, have one client who we, I just got her test results back and I was looking at them, um, this morning she's, and you would probably know, you know what, what I mean by this. She's a fast four, but she's, she's in burnout, like so far in well, that's double burnout. Yeah. So she's yeah. so far in double burnout and we, I do like a weekly check-in with my clients and she commented and said, still struggling with sweets. The addiction is real. And it literally is real. It literally is biological. Yes. I'm like, and so I'm sitting over here giggling because I'm like, yeah, I could tell you to avoid all of the sweets and to, you know, go take this, you know, let's say magnesium to help with cravings or some chromium or whatever. But until some of these other things are fixed, right. it's like, this is where you feel like you're bumping up against a wall over and over and over again, and you're going crazy and your doctor is telling you you're crazy. And then you really start feeling crazy, but you're like, but I'm not crazy, but I feel crazy. <laughs> but I think that's when women give up hope and they yeah. just, 
they just stay where they are. Right. But it's like, what if we reframe this? What if we say like those cravings that you think are so bad for those sweets, what if they are actually your body trying to keep you safe? Yep. Because when you are in survival mode, you need energy ASAP. When you are in double burnout, your body needs energy. So what if that's actually a huge sign from your body that it's trying to keep you safe and that that's what needs to be addressed and not the fact that you ate a daggone cookie? I, so this brings up like another point that I kind of want to share is I have another client, similar kind of situation, her test, like we've been working with her. Um, she's insulin resistant, hypothyroidism, um, insulin. Oh, I said insulin resistant. Oh, she's diabetic. She's diabetic. I said insulin resistant. She's diabetic. Um, she's also in burnout, not double burnout, but she's pretty close to it. And, um, she came to a coaching call and she's like, I am having cravings for sweet. And she's like, please don't let the answer be to just stay away from it. Cause that's not working. That's <laughs> never the answer. So I, I was like, all right, so eat the sweet. And she was, yeah. and everybody on the call was like, what? Like, you know, and I was like, So some of it, we kind of dove in a little bit further and some of it was emotional for her, but it was also triggered with an intense, like every time it happened, it was at work. She was dealing with a specific coworker in a stressful situation. Boom. Cortisol. Yeah. Here's, here's what was likely happening. And I would be so curious if you pulled up her results and saw she had massive blood sugar dysregulation. Oh yeah. Because what was likely happening is she was getting stressed out in that situation. Her body was releasing cortisol, which dumps glucose. And then because she didn't have any fuel in anything to help shuttle it into the cell, then she was having a hypoglycemic attack where her body's like, holy crap, I need sweets. Nope. You were stressed and now your blood sugars imbalance. That's probably what was happening. Mm -hmm. And sure, the stressor was an emotional trigger, which is why we then tie it up with emotional eating. Yep. But everything that happened between was physiological. Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting that you bring that up because on our coaching call this week, this is, this is what we've been dealing with this, with this particular person is she's like, and we've been tracking her blood sugar levels every single morning. So she tracks them throughout the day. I've been tracking them first thing in the morning. So fasting when she first takes them in the morning and I'm like, we were doing so good. And I was like, things are getting better. We could see like trends going down. They were starting to stabilize, you know, all of the things. And then she started having to go back into the office. Mm -hmm. And then we see these days. So she's not in the office every single day, but she came to the call because I'm like, okay, we need to see, you know, if there's correlation with what you're eating the day before or this or that, you know, like we've been trying to, to narrow some of these things down. And this week on the call, she said, on the days that I had a really stressful day before, my blood sugar is super yep. high that yep. next morning. Because when you're stressed, as you know, you burn through your nutrients. Mm-hmm. So then she probably, her liver probably couldn't keep her blood sugar stable overnight. And she's dumping glucose first thing in the morning. It has high fast, fasting blood sugar. Yep. I mean, it's, It's crazy how even understanding that. So I have a client that um, 
she was like pre-diabetic when we started working together um, or she was right there at the, right there at the line. She moved into like diabetic range and her doctor was like, I want to put you on medication. And she was like, look, we had gotten her off melatonin that she had been on for 10 years. We had gotten her off antidepressants that she had been on for three years. She was like, I'm working with somebody. Can I just please try and do this naturally? Yeah. They were looking at this via her A1C. She just got her three month A1C retested. She went from a 6.7 to a 6.3. And it wasn't because, so she's back in pre-diabetic, right? And it wasn't because she was restricting carbs and restricting the sweets and doing all this. It was because she understood all of this and understood what you just described. The stress triggers the glucose and this and that, right? That are, we, we are having more heightened stress response in the second half of our cycle in our luteal phase, right? Which going all the way back to the top of the hour, right? Like that's another issue I have with the Dutch test is we're testing it in the second half of the cycle. So we're more likely to have high cortisol. And then again, we're going to throw a daggone adaptogen at it, right? So it's like understanding all of these things is how you actually fix them, mm-hmm. right? And and all of that comes down to the why. And the why is what's going on with your body and the things that are going on with your body are powered by minerals. Yeah, yeah. This is so good. I don't even want to end this conversation. <laughs> I could geek out on minerals like all day on day. <laughs> I know. I know. And I like, I get started on this stuff and it's so, there's not a lot of practitioners I find that know this stuff, like maybe high level, but there's not a lot of people who dive into like the HTMAs and stuff because it does take skill. It mm-hmm. takes me time to sit down and to look at everybody's stuff and information and look at ratios and how things are playing with each other and then correlate it to your symptoms. Like, it's not like, I don't sit down and say, oh, yep, thyroid. Oh, yep, adrenal fatigue. (laughs) You know, it's like a puzzle piece. And that's what I find so enjoyable about this. But it's also, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's also work and it's effort on our end to put it together to help you come up with a plan that's going to change your life. Yep. And I mean, you know, to that point, like, as long as you're willing to follow the plan, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you know the why, you just got to take the steps day after day. Yeah. Yep. Every day. And even when you fall off, you get back on. And you like, you know, and I tell people you're going to fall off. You're going to eat the sweets. You're going to feel bad about it because that's what society has told us. But it's about how you recover. It's about how quickly you recover mm-hmm. from those things. So, yeah, right. and I think just really quickly before you wrap yeah. up, because I know if I were listening, I'd be like, I need me a daggone HTMA, right? Yeah. What I would say and what I do tell my clients with the HTMA is because we are going that next level deeper, it's going to take longer to like, quote unquote, heal, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're starting at step zero instead of step seven, right? And so at least that's been my experience. I don't know if it is with yours, um, but doing it the right way, just like anything, it's going to take a little bit longer. It is. And, and I, people ask me all the time, do you just do the HTMA? And I'm like, I will, but I can tell you your success rate is going to be super low because there's things that you are going to need to work at. Yep. I think I'm the same way. Like it takes a very specific person to be able to take that protocol and, and do it on their own. Yep. 
Absolutely. Well, baby is waking up, so I am going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for No being problem. on and um, we'll link everything up. So if you guys want to follow Jeannie on social media or get to know her a little bit more, you know, definitely go check that out. Is there anything else you want to share with us in closing? If I open up another can of worms, you're not going to get to the baby. Okay. So we'll <laughs> We'll just leave it at that. And I will just say thank you for having me on. Um, and I hope people get a ton of value out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll see you All on the right. next. Bye. Bye. Before you go, I want to give you a special invite to an upcoming, an upcoming master class on three overlooked hormonal shifts that are helping you to heal your thyroid function. This class is incredible, you guys. We are diving in-depth on so many different things. First and foremost, we're going to be talking about healthy food that is blocking thyroid function. We're going to learn how to combine foods to help maximize your nutritional intake. I'm also going to be teaching you about metabolic typing and how to eat according to your metabolic type so that you don't have to quote-unquote diet. Again, your body will easily be able to get the nutrients it needs reduce inflammation, and slough off the excess weight. We're going to talk about how the current medical model is failing you and keeping you stuck when it comes to your thyroid. We're going to be talking about thyroid blockers and how they're coming into your life and keeping your medication from not working optimally, keeping you tired, fatigued, puffy, inflamed with brain fog. We're going to also dive into medication and supplements that are blocking thyroid function and one of my most favorite topics, how your body is speaking to you and what you need to know in order to know how to listen to it. Last but not least, we're going to teach you and walk you through the steps to help you understand symptom mapping and how you can take your health into your own hands. Head over to the show notes, register for our upcoming class, and get all of the details on the dates and times I will see you on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram. And please tag us. We love your review.